Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello. Hi. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Christina's here in the studio and she just woke me up. We are bone chilling tired. We are on the corner of we're not gonna make it and we have no food. We have no jobs. Our pets heads are falling off. It is man. We have so much to dive into. This is going to be an absolutely insane, unwell, unhinged episode. I am going to recap all of the special. I am going to recap the shit that went down in Atlanta. There was a woman with no pants on who came to the after party who's just sent an apology note. I had a nervous breakdown after I took a quarter of an Adderall in a bar in Athens, Georgia. We have done a lot and there's a lot to discuss, but I am so thrilled you guys are here. Thank you so much for the love, too, on the podcast and on the YouTube. Thank you for everybody who's tuning in and watching it live. Listen, we've had this podcast for like four years. It just took us a while to, you know, get that video element together. <laughs> always got to do more. Do more. It's never enough. Never enough. You got to always do more. I got to be honest with you. I am really, I kind of feel like I have the shakes, not from alcohol, but from exhaustion even though I did last night have a little time off. But I got home. All right, let's just start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. Again, if you're new here, this is the Absolutely Not podcast where we just talk shit about all the things that are absolutely nots in our life. And the good things, the bad things, all of it, you call into the hotline to give you unsolicited advice. But I honestly need my own help. I shot my second comedy special this week at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. It's the homecoming show. The Fox is my home theater. Atlanta is my city. These are my people. These are my girls. These are the gays, the guys, all of it. This is my town. And what an absolute unreal turnout. I am so grateful to everybody who came out Thursday and Friday night. I will never be able to say thank you enough. Y'all truly made it magical. But let's just dive in right out the gate to the first night. Now, I understand that a lot of people are new comedy fans. And so, you know, y'all are obviously, 
not not privy to how all this works. I had shot my first special, the special called Son I Never Had, which is currently out on Netflix. I shot that last year in Lexington. Now, granted, the Lexington Opera House, phenomenal theater, love them, chef's kiss, but it was much smaller than the Fox Theater. So I already was going into this production of shooting this next special with a little bit of anxiety, wondering how am I going to get 4,600 people to behave on camera? You know, I also am, am was producing this myself. So, you know, I am in charge of cutting that check and making sure production runs smoothly and, and being in charge of everything. So Thursday night, shit was rowdy. This is not a complaint. This was a, as a producer, I had to put on a different cap. It wasn't just a performer cap. I'm halfway through the show. I could hear someone in the back talking about if they were going to do a bump of cocaine in the bathroom that then I could hear on the monitor that was in Video Village that was on the side stage. So everything that was being picked up audibly, visually in the audience, I could hear and see. It is a very wild feeling. It's almost like you jumped the matrix to be performing also in your mind thinking that line didn't work. I got to edit this. I can hear this woman talking to her friend about how many white claws they've had. This woman's doing this. This person just ran up in front of the cameras. It was like, like I usually thrive with the ADHD, but it was kind of like, your worst nightmare. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a phenomenal time performing and, I, and I'm and i hoping I gave you guys a great show because the feedback's been great. But I walked off stage and immediately knew, I immediately knew, okay, we did not prepare the audience in the way we should have to let them know that there are cameras everywhere. And I mean, I don't know how you missed them when you came in, but that Thursday night audience was really fucking rowdy. So I'm now listening to playback tape and I can I can hear somebody talking about ketamine and I'm like, girls, guys, gays, what are we doing? You were on camera admitting you took ketamine. And I'm thinking also, too, getting in a K-hole on a Thursday at a comedy show is a, I mean, I'm not saying don't do it, but it's a wild ride to go on for a Thursday. I understand the world's on fire. We're all, you know, trying to keep our head above water. But there is nothing funnier than when I was literally sitting around with my director, Jen Zabrowski, RDP Dylan, and we're sitting around and we're just talking about like what what we saw and picked up. So I tried to give a real nice, fair, you know, warning to the to the people coming to the Friday show. I'm like, listen, I only have one other opportunity to get this perfectly on camera. I need you to behave. So absolute sold out, packed out house on Friday night. And we put posters everywhere like you are on camera. If you show me your tits, it will end up on the cameras come out and behave. So my director, Jen, comes out and she's like, I'm going to give a little pep talk to the audience just so everybody is on the same page that they know that if they do something insane, it will end up on television. <laughs> so she comes out and basically does a, you know, it's a, it's a pep talk. It's a pep rally, but it also puts such the fear of God into that Friday audience. I come out to start the show and I had never seen more angel babies just sitting. Literally, people were sitting on their hands like, I didn't want to get in trouble. Jen's going to come out and yell at us. 
It was so funny. I delivered the first joke and it got a hearty laugh. And that's the first thing you need as a comedian. You hear that first joke out the gate and you're like, all right, I've got my confidence. I'm cooking with gas. But when I tell you, I looked down to the first two rows and the fear of God in these poor people. So I'm like, here we had Thursday night where people were doing ketamine and jumping in front of the cameras. And then on Friday, it was like, Everybody was afraid if they so much as sneezed in the middle of a take that they were going to get beaten. And so I was dying for the first 15 minutes. Then I was like, guys, we can loosen up a little bit. You're going to be okay. But side note, I want to show you all something. I truly have the best fans in the world. Shout out to all the girls in the front row. They made these t-shirts that say present and pleasant. Holding it up for the camera right now. And it has my face plastered on them. Big shout out to Gunner and Parag, the Korean stallion and the Indian stallion, two of my dear friends who had their own McManiacs merch on on the front row. I saw so many wonderful, familiar faces that came out who even bought tickets, dude. These were like my besties who did not even ask for a, a handout that bought tickets that came to support. And it was so much fun. I want to give a big shout out to a gentleman named Brooke and his wife, Brooke, Hopefully that will uh, make the edit for the special. They were such a fun time. And y'all just really showed out and you gave me a great show. And then you were so patient afterwards, after we wrapped. I know you'd been in your seats for almost two hours. And then we did some pickups. And if you don't know what a pickup is, this is what's different when you shoot a special because, you know, you have your regular comedy show where I'm able to be a little bit more lax. I'm able to do as much crowd work as I want. But when I'm shooting, I know I only have a certain amount of time. So I want to get all my material out while still being able to, you know, chit chat with the audience. But then afterwards, any like word I may have flubbed, you know, my lips got sticky because I was thirsty and I didn't enunciate properly. We then go and do pickups. So it was kind of a cool setting. I got a lot of feedback afterwards where people were like, hey, we'd never seen a special been shot before. This was really cool to see you like have to jump back into character and do the damn thing. But it was just, I want to say thank you so much to everybody in Atlanta who is going to make this absolutely beyond memorable for me. But I will say it was still so insane. I mean, the anxiety that I had coming out on stage being like, I need 4,600 people right now to behave themselves. And when I say y'all fucking showed up and showed out, I will forever. I will never, ever forget this. I almost said forgive. Y'all didn't do anything wrong. I will never, ever forget how much y'all came out for me. So whenever you want me to run for mayor, I am ready. I'm ready to do the damn thing. And that's where I'm at. So an absolute yes to the city of Atlanta and absolutely not to all the people on ketamine, but an absolutely yes to everybody who helped out. Hair and makeup, my director, uh, Tina was running the show. Jenny showed up. We Chris ran the show. Ray fucking opened and crushed. Everybody was all hands on deck. I can't thank enough people. But I do want to say, so we get to the after party. I had a little after party across the street at a bar. And this lovely woman, I only saw the tail end of this. I did not see the full, I did not see when she entered the bar because I was running around saying thank you to everybody. And first and foremost, if you're listening to this and you're pissed you didn't get invited to the after party, it was for the crew. I threw an after party for all the lighter, you know, the gaffers, the set designers, all of that, all the people in the production, that was a party for them. So if you're like, bitch, I didn't get the invite. Well, it was, it was for the people who worked and were not on ketamine. But I got to read you this email. So, okay, this is, this is what happened. 
all of a sudden, it's towards the end of the party. And I know that I have to get up at 7 a.m. So it's already 1 a.m. I've just wrapped. I haven't slept in 48 hours. Okay, I am like, I can feel it in my soul that I haven't slept. So I'm trying to dip out. The party's till 2 a.m. I'm trying to dip out as quickly as I can. And so I, I only saw this young woman as I was leaving, but I didn't see her fully come into the party. I guess I was getting it into a car. So a woman showed up to the after party with no pants on. I get an email today, and this is the email from the woman who showed up pantless. Hi, Heather, longtime fan. You're a queen, and I promise no matter what I say here, I had the absolute time of my life at your show on Friday, and I hope I didn't break anything at the Fox Theater. I'm blaming the entire incident on being with a college friend celebrating our birthdays on a new mama's night out. In college, it seems maybe the stakes were just a little lower when we'd accidentally time travel because of too many birthday shots. So anyways, I took my pants off at your show and decided the pantless look that I saw all over BravoCon was the moment and participation was necessary. I guess I also decided to hop on into your after party in which Robin proceeded to look at me like I was a precious alien and Tina kicked me out. Honestly, wish I had my pants and dignity back, but wanted you to know that I'm absolutely your biggest fan and that's showbiz, baby. But also, if someone found my pants, I would love to pick those up from you or from the lost and found because they were really cute. Love and light. I believe this young woman's name is Brittany. I won't um, expose her last name just because she might be in the witness protection program. But when I tell you I wake up at 7 a.m. on Saturday to to go back up to Athens, Georgia, to be on ESPN, which we'll get to in a second. And I had about 100 missed texts from people at the party like there was a bitch who just showed up in a in a onesie thong. So then I get photos and Brittany. You were in a bodysuit that clipped at the crotch and it had a thong back. You had no pants on. And my mom, so my I wake up to a bunch of texts and my mom's like, Heather, there was a girl there with no pants on. We don't know where she came from. She wasn't really able to use her words. And Tina, who we call the enforcer because she gets everything fucking done. Sent me 45 text messages of photos. A great ass, by the way. So don't feel ashamed about that. And said she kindly asked you to leave because the party was at the hotel across the street. And they were like, we can't have a woman here with no pants on. You had your heels on and the bodysuit was banging. But there was absolutely two raw cheeks just doing their thing in the wind. So I guess Tina went up to you and asked you, like, are you good? Have you been assaulted? Like, she didn't know if you were in a dangerous situation because you had no pants on. But you said you'd lost them. You didn't know where you had lost them, but they were absolutely lost. My question is, if, you know, listen, consider the pants gone. Okay, those are gone. We're not going to ask the Fox Theater to find your leather shorts from Zara. It's a wrap on the pants. Brittany, the pants are done. Okay, I don't care if they were cute, order a fresh pair. But yes, you were absolutely chit-chatting with folks at the after party. I think you got in close enough to the bar to get a drink and then were quickly escorted out because people were concerned. Now, we did do a wellness check and I do believe you were put in a cab, but you did show up to the after party pantless. So I appreciate the email. I love that we were at least cognitive enough to wake up the next morning and go, I know that I, I broke into that party and I know I did not have pants on and my pussy was out. And that's what I love. You know, it's all about, listen, I uh, f forgive and forget. It's forgotten. We are moving on. I know that you went to work today just as bone tired as I was. And you were like, God damn, 
I lost my fucking pants at the special. But you know what? I also know they had a great time. But this is also a great example of the things that I've been preaching for years. You're coming to a comedy show. We don't need to do shots if it was a Harry Styles concert. If you're going to see Sexy Red, if you're going to see, you know, I don't know, Luke Bryan, then then maybe you take your shots. But you're sitting in a theater listening to jokes. And I love it. Everyone's like, we're ripping shots before the show. And I'm like, okay. If you break that seal and have to get up in front of one of these fucking cameras, I'll kill you. But I just, Brittany, I want to say thank you. Thank you for that thoughtful email. So we wrapped on Friday night. I got out of the after party. By the time I got back to the St. Regis, shout out to the St. Regis and Buckhead for um, really putting us up in the best way. If I didn't have AG1 in my bag to take every morning, just one scoop of it and a little bit of water, I would not be able to survive the way I am. Listen, knock on wood, your girl's been feeling good for a while now because I have been diligent about taking my AG1. Athletic Greens is amazing. And I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave it a try a while ago. I think honestly at the tail end of COVID. And the next thing you know, we have so much of it in our house because we actively take it. Like I could be an AG1 dealer right now. All right. I love this stuff. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Here's why I love it, because with just one scoop, every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. And it's delivered directly to me every month, so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. One of the reasons why I have so much in my house is because I personally ordered it, and then my husband ordered it, and my mom ordered it because we're all obsessed with it. So again, your girl's swimming in that AG1, and I'm taking it, and it's never made me feel better. I love it. It's just awesome. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. That's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Check it out again. That is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. You know, it's a great gift you can give one of your girlfriends this season. The gift of knowing where their fertility lies. I'm talking about modern fertility. I cannot preach this product enough on this podcast because it is so near and dear to my heart. Say you're a young gal. You know, it's a great stocking stuffer, a modern fertility kit. What is modern fertility? Modern fertility is a cool, convenient way to check your fertility with a simple finger prick at your home. You then send off all the information to a lab and then a medical professional calls you and walks you through step-by-step so you have a better more well-rounded understanding of what is going on with your fertility. I am so grateful for Modern Fertility. If I didn't use Modern Fertility years ago, I would have had a, literally had no idea that I only had like one egg left. I'm going to be on the IVF train at some point again next year, so I've just ordered another kit just to see where my AMH levels are. You know, you can take a look into your ovarian reserve. Why not get ahead of it? Especially if, if there are any moms listening, you got a college-age girl or a gal in her 30s who who doesn't even know where to start with fertility, this is a great thing to get them. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off fertility tests when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that is modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Now back to the podcast. So I finally, by the time I shower, wash off the night, scrub my fake eyelashes off, it's 3 a.m. I get a knock on the door like, 
bang, 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 7 a.m. from Casey, who is my incredible makeup artist and my manager, Maggie. And they're like, get up. It's ESPN time. So the power of women, which I love y'all. I, you know, I'm a big Ole Miss alumni and a big Ole Miss fan. And so Ole Miss was playing in Athens, Georgia, a big, big rivalry game. And so all the women who follow me had been DMing, just flooding ESPN game day with, you know, suggestions for me to come on the show. Now, I thought for a hot second when they reached out, I got, dude, I got so horned up because I thought they were going to ask me to be the celebrity guest picker. Now, I knew they don't have a lot of women on there, but I'm like, listen, Jeff can give me some cue cards. I can be dialed in, bring some funny entertainment. We can talk about sports. I was ready to go. Well, naturally, they only gave me like a 60-second spot. But I said, all right, this is how you got to play the game. I said, I'm going to wear something slutty, something cute, so the boys will be like, who is she? Want to click on her. Even though they don't believe women are funny, they might click on that Netflix special and we keep the algorithm going. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You got to play the game. So I wore this great little outfit from Show Me Your Moo Moo. Shout out to my girls, always. And, but when I say Casey had to like check my pulse. So I've already performed at a high, high, high level, right? Fighting for my life, sweating through this custom denim soup. When I'm shooting the special, I'm running on maybe three hours of sleep and I'm getting full hair and makeup. Brick comes down, does the blowout. I mean, I am struggling. I'm in a car. So the night before, I didn't get home till 3 a.m. I'm in a car at 8 a.m. driving an hour and a half north to Athens to get on ESPN. I look at Jeff when we get there. I'm in my cute little denim skirt, my little white sweater from Show Me Your Moo Moo, and my white show boots because I thought those would be cute. It's pouring down rain. This is outside. It's freezing. And I'm a little intimidated because here I am jumping in front of like, all of these UGA fans. So if you don't know, for the gals who are listening, ESPN College Game Day is these amazing sports journalists, entertainers, if you will, that then go to a college where there's a big game that weekend and they report live, right? And they bring on the coaches, they bring on other celebrities, commentators, the whole thing. And there's fans, there's interactive fans. So I get up. I don't realize I'm going to be on this elevated platform. I'm running on no sleep. Okay, I chugged a Diet Coke in the car. Of course, Jeff made he got a breakfast sandwich. I don't know where mine went, but I think he had both of them. I, they're like, what do you need? I have the shakes, not even from alcohol. I have the shakes because my body is shutting down. And I realized these nips are getting hard before I go on ESPN to talk about the sports. Now, the wild thing was... I'm getting interviewed by Jess, who's this incredible, she's a Peloton instructor, but she also does college game day. She's a fucking bad bitch. We're laughing. All the other women that work at ESPN were like, we're so glad you're here. This is going to be fun. I get to meet some of the other hosts. They're phenomenal. I'm literally in the sound tent with coach Kirby Smart, who is the UGA coach. Okay. So I am one with the athletes, one with the journalists. I, I'm ready to go. But the funny thing was, all they wanted me to do was come on there and give a real funny 60 seconds about going to Ole Miss. That's it. I wasn't there to talk about sports. I am not an analyst. At no point have I ever had a spreadsheet about what happened in the fourth quarter of the fucking game, okay? I get 60 seconds on live television. So I'm running on three hours of sleep. The nips are hard. It's freezing. I haven't eaten. And I get 60 seconds to just be funny. So I do my bit. Now I get up on this elevated platform and I immediately realize this skirt's too short. So about 
0.5 seconds before we go live. Cause I couldn't, I had earbuds in, but I couldn't really hear them counting me in because it's live. Live TV is the quickest thing. You think like, oh, you're going to be prepared for it. We're in the pouring rain. I'm like, nah, I don't need an umbrella. I'm good. If Jess doesn't have an umbrella, I'm not going to have an umbrella. Like I'm with my girl. So I'm on this elevated platform. They're literally counting down like five, four. I don't hear that though. I turn behind me and there looks like this kid can't be older than like 20. And it's all UGA fans, a couple Ole Miss fans. They're shouting out to me. And I'm in this short skirt and I'm like, I didn't plan this properly. I thought I might be sitting at the desk, but then I was like, I did not plan this properly. So I turned to this kid and I go, can you see my asshole? And he goes, Yep. And then they're like, Heather, you're on college game day. And so the last thing that the camera probably picked up was me just going, can you see my ass? <laughs> oh, I'm like, I can't even believe I said it. So as soon as Jess says, like, she went to Ole Miss, all of these UGA fans are like, boo, what the fuck? You know, and they do their bark. <laughs> they're barking at me. And I'm like, guys, I come in peace. Okay. So I do a little bit, I do a funny bit about how, why I didn't go to Alabama. If you've seen the comeback tour, you know I have a whole bit about Alabama sports. It's funny. They're jokes. It's relatable shit, okay? I mean, but when I tell you, I forgot what it was like to ever say anything public about any sort of college sports team because you forget that a lot of people who are college sports fans are completely not in touch with reality. So I didn't realize also my nips were hard. I could kind of feel it, but I didn't know. All right. So I'm basically up there dressed like a $3 whore in the pouring rain doing a wet t-shirt contest. I sling three hard jokes about Alabama, UGA, and Ole Miss. And the next thing you know, I walk off stage. I'm done like that. Say goodbye to everybody. Take some photos with some fans. And then as soon as this shit gets posted, these fucking dudes. And the only way I can describe the people who have been commenting on this uh, college game day viral video of me being like, listen, Ole Miss may never win every game, but we never lose a party, which is our catchphrase at Ole Miss. That's not saying that the football team isn't great. I love those guys. I was not asked to come analyze the sport. I was brought on the show to say a funny quip about school, period. These guys, since I have now been exposed to an entirely new demographic, let me tell you, the floodgates have fucking opened. I have been getting angry sports fans DMing me. Some people found my number. Dude, I got this text and it made me laugh so so I, I laughed out loud so hard. Here we go. Hold on. Let me find this. All right. Like grown men. Now, some of these, I'm not responding to any of these because I am a little nervous that they may be like, you know, 17 year old dudes being like, fuck this bitch. So I'm not, I'm not messing with it, but I got a text message. I don't know how this person got my number. Hey, even though you suck at hosting sports and don't know shit about the NCAA Southwestern Conference, your tits and nips look pretty nice. Pick for a pick, you on Snapchat? So in two ways, I'm like, all right, it's getting a little dicey. I haven't felt this kind of like, okay, people are pissed in a minute. And I, but I'm also now getting a lot of dudes being like, what's your Snapchat? You know what I mean? Love the nips. 
titties were bouncing. Had a fair amount of young gentlemen who said, I looked obese. I was heavy. A gentleman asked, he, <laughs> there was one comment. Some guy was like, yeah, but I bet she never missed a meal. And I'm like, that's all you got. Now, I'll tell you right now, the one thing people do say when they meet me in person is that I'm a lot thinner, okay? This camera is not helping any of us. I have enormous shoulders and big tits, but tiny legs. So whatever. I've always been body confident. Shut the fuck up, Riley. What do you want from me? But anyway, so I don't see, don't think anything of it. I just start getting these weird DMs and texts from dudes. And I'm like, oh, we've opened the floodgate to this new demographic of young men who have been jerking off to ESPN game day all morning. And they didn't, they haven't seen a woman on, you know, the television in a minute. But then it just, all of a sudden I started reading through these comments and this shit is insane. And you have to realize I got thick fucking skin. I've said this before, but there's nothing that somebody else can't say to me that my own mother hasn't said already. Okay. You want to call me chunky? You want to say, is she a man? She's got the voice of a cross country trucker who's probably hooked up with a lot lizard once and smokes menthols. Like you can tell me I can handle it. But when I say now I'm getting, yo, what's your Snapchat? So it's a mixture of guys being like, women should never talk about sports. Oh, female comedian? Never heard of her. This is what I also love. When people are like, never heard of her. Never heard of her. Well, now you have, Tyler. Now you have. And you know what? Living well is the best revenge. And I want you to know that my motivation when I was standing on that stage in a short skirt, white boots, and just so happened to have my nips hard, I thought, I hope every guy that I've ever dated in my entire life is tuning in on their little phones while they're taking a dump before the big old miss game. And they look up and they go, God damn, Heather looks good. And I hope it ruined their day. That was the motivation. Yeah, do I have a special to promote? Sure. Do I love getting out there and supporting my alma mater, the University of Mississippi? You betcha. But did I also want to just get out there and ruin some days? Your girl was ready to fuck some shit up. And now I'm getting, <laughs> now I'm just getting DMs. What's your Snapchat? Hey girl, what's your Snapchat? I don't have a Snapchat. Never have, never will. Oh, and by by the way, the amount of kids that's, I, I, I mean, college kids, so they're, you know, 22, that stopped and took photos with me and then whipped out the Snapchat. And they're like, no, 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 we only take it with the Snapchat filter. I did learn something new. So that was great. But I have been dying. So then, of course, my army comes to bat. And I'm like, y'all, don't worry about this. Nobody has to fight for me. Let these guys say insane shit. I don't even care. This is hysterical to me. I'm rolling through. I'm just, Jeff and I are laughing our asses off because now I'm getting texts. I mean, I'm getting emails. I don't even know how these people have found how to contact me. But everything is love the nips, hard nips, wanted to see those nips. I didn't know my nipples were hard. I didn't. We were in the pouring rain. I was running on, I'm literally like, pedal is down, full throttle, haven't slept in a week. I'm running on Diet Coke and a chicken tender that I ate the day before at 6 p.m. So I wouldn't have an upset tummy before I shot my second comedy special. So I'm already like, you know, out of body, not knowing what's going on. And now I'm just ping, 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 the nips, the nips, the nips, the nips. So I know Skims came out with a, a nipple bra, okay, where if you haven't seen this, Skims has a bra where like the nipples are on, it has built-in nipples. I'm trying to see if I can get them a little hard right now for you. This is a pretty thick sweater. And 
And someone's like, Heather, you should do a collab with Skims. Maybe, you know, like which ones are real, which ones aren't. So I want, I'm hoping if Kimberly Kardashian hears this, Kimberly Noel, if you hear this, I would love to do some sort of collaboration. Put me in an ad. You know, I can be the girl in like the thin bralette with my regular nips. And then you can compare it to the, the nipple bra, which is very innovative, by the way. Smart. She is an icon, a legend, and an entrepreneur. But I have never felt more joy, relief, alive than now having just dude after dude after dude. Either tell me I fucking suck. I've got, I'm, am I a dude? You should never talk about sports. You should never open your mouth. Who the fuck let you? One guy was like, DM me. He was like, who the fuck even said that women could talk about this shit? I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who you are. Who is she? I don't I never heard of her. Guess what? Now you have. All right. And I'm, I'm, I am now manifesting a skims campaign. I'm about to be on the corner of Sunset and La Cienega on a damn thing, a three by nine or whatever, however big billboards are. And it's going to be me. And it's going to be me and the nips. I'm going to go, remember me? Skims.com. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at. This episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You're spending time with the family and sometimes you need to step outside, have a cigarette and, and call somebody. And you know what? Your friends probably are in the same situation. So you know what we should all do? Use a little better help. Let's get better help to deal with the, the woes and the anxiety of being around friends and family in <laughs> confined spaces where God only knows what Aunt Linda's going to say. God only knows what your dad's going to say. Let's talk to a non-biased third party who can help us work through our stuff. That is why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is sponsoring this podcast today. And you know what's cool about BetterHelp? It's an online platform for you to get help. If you've ever benefited from therapy, I'm telling you, therapy is the best thing you can ever do. And sometimes, you know, you can only bitch to your spouses and your siblings so much about the stresses and the woes of the holidays or, or family trauma and all that stuff. But with BetterHelp, you can talk to a professional. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash absolutely today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, betterhelp.com slash absolutely. Again, work smarter, not harder this holiday season and get yourself some help at betterhelp. That's betterhelp.com slash absolutely. I manifested this next sponsor of the podcast because I started talking about Shark and how much I love all their products. And what do you know? Now we're working together. The Shark Never Change Air Purifier Max saves you $300 or more in filter replacement costs over five years. You want to know why? Because it's the best. They have a clean sense IQ, which tracks air quality and constantly adjusts power to maintain clean air in your home. They also have an anti-allergen HEPA filter, which captures more micropollutants than HEPA standards require, trapping 99.98% of large, small, and micro-sized particles. And it covers up to over 1,400 square feet for powerful multi-room purification. I got my Shark Air Purifier. It was the first thing I unboxed. And let me tell you what, that thing is like so quiet. It's in the corner and I can literally look at, look at the numbers and it'll tell me like where my room is at in the air purification system. I am obsessed with this thing. You barely even notice it. It's clean looking. It's nice and round. You can put it in a little corner. 
It is a game changer. I have so many allergies. There's so much dog hair everywhere. We are doing the most in my house per usual. And that's why I love Shark products. Listen, visit sharkclean.com and use code absolutely at checkout for 20% off. That is a huge discount on your purchase of the Shark Never Change Air Purifier. That's S-H-A-R-K-C-L-E-A-N.com. Use code absolutely for 20% off your order. And remember, visit www.sharkclean.com for more information. But listen, Get that sharkclean.com and use code absolutely for 20% off your order. You are going to thank me later that you got your shark. Visit your local Sam's Club for your exclusive shark never change deal this holiday season. Anywho, after that, we go back to our buddy's condo and all of my friends from Atlanta are on their way up to Athens, Georgia, and they're on a, a party bus. So I am now like, okay, I've got like three hours before anybody gets up here. So I go hang out with my friends for a little bit. But there was no rest. It wasn't like I was kicking my feet up and I could like take a nap. So I'm just hanging out low key, eating a little food at a friend's condo. And I'm like, guys, I'm not going to make it today. Now the game is at 7 p.m. I got up at 7 a.m. I've already been on television. I've now done a quick change and do a warm sweater because it's 10 degrees out. My nips have cut through, okay? I mean, my God, I didn't expect that to happen at 8 a.m. And now I'm just sitting on the couch at my friend's house, like going, getting all these creepers sending me DMs. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not going to make it today. I was fading fast. So I had a little Adderall. I had a little Adderall. And I was like, I'm going to take one. I haven't taken one in a really long time. I make jokes about Adderall, but honestly, I have been performing and touring at just such a highly anxious, elevated, nonstop pace that I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, I need something to bring me down. Okay, if we're going to talk, talk about pharmaceuticals, your girl's leaning a little more trazzy these days. I need a Klonopin to take off the edge of constantly being on. But I was like, I'm not going to make it. And I'm not suggesting anybody do this. Do not take my advice. But I have a prescription to Adderall. So I was like, I'm going to take a little quarter. Mistake. Huge mistake. We, and I only took a quarter. So I maybe have two milligrams in me. And because I, you know, when you're suffering from exhaustion, sometimes it can set you up in a spiral or it can bring you back down, right? Sometimes you can just float or sometimes you're just like even going more full throttle. Next thing you know, you know, you're scratching your teeth under a bridge and, and holding up a liquor store. You know, that that's sometimes how I can go with the, with the lack of sleep. I get to this next bar. So all my friends get off the party bus and I get to this bar and all of a sudden it just kind of hit me. I looked at Jeff and I think I just, you know, I was taking photos with some lovely people and saying hi and people had been to the show the night before and I'm there surrounded by all my friends and I look at Jeff. He goes, you don't look good. And I look at him and I just start bawling my eyes out and I just go, I am very sleepy. And he's like, oh my God, do you need to go outside? So I rush out the back door of this bar and the security guard's like, yo, ma'am, you can't hang out here. And I said, sir, I haven't slept in a week. Okay. My nipples were hard on ESPN. He's like, oh damn, I know. I thought I recognized you. Man, funny jokes about Alabama. Love that shit. And I was like, can I stand out here? 
I don't even, he's like, you want a cigarette? I'm like, I don't even need to smoke. I just need to stand in the cool air and I need to collect my thoughts. And he's like, did you take something? I was like, a quarter of an Adderall. And he's like, how old are you? I'm like, 36. He's like, yeah, nah, you can't play like that anymore. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, if you ain't slept, you can't do that. Like, you could take an Adderall in college, bounce back, you know what I mean? Be on the Sigma Chi float at the damn pep rally and be good. But he's like, over 35, you can't play that game. If you're going to take an Adderall, it's to sit down and do your taxes. It is to go power shop at a Costco. It is to try all the new samples at a Trader Joe's. It is not to then continue to party and be overstimulated. When you are in your 30s, you take a methamphetamine substance and you reorganize your closet. You clean out the garage. You know, you chop down some trees. You do things that are going to better your life. You don't then take a methamphetamine and be in an area where people are screaming. They're playing the yin Yang twins on the loudspeaker. I mean, I must have heard from the window to the wall. And I'm standing in this bar and I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was a psychotic break. I don't know what happened, but I had to get out. So my girlfriend Candace comes and finds me and she's like, listen, I can't stay here either. I know you were trying to get to the game. You had a suite, the whole deal. But she's like, Heather, you haven't slept in a week. All right, you've been overstimulated. Let's get in an Uber and get home. So I have this thing now too where I constantly feel bad. I get to miss out on all the parties. I have to leave the party early because I have to work the next day. I don't get to ride the fun bus up because, you know, mama's got responsibilities. These are all privileged problems to have. But my level of FOMO of not being able to hang with my friends who flew in because I'm I'm just overworked was eating alive at me. So my dear friend, Mary Beth, comes up to me and she goes, listen, bitch, I can see it in your eyes. Your teeth are rattling. You need to get in an Uber, go an hour and a half back to Atlanta, tuck yourself into the St. Regis. You can watch the game when you get there. You're not going to make it. We're not going to get home till 3 a.m. Quit being a little bitch. I know you have FOMO. And I'm like, these are my best friends. Like losing my shit. People are also, while this interaction is happening, people are coming up. So I'm like crying on one end because I'm just, I'm not well. Physically, I had hit a wall. And people are coming up and I'm like, hi, hi, Madeline. Nice to meet you. Sure. Oh, go Rebs. Like I'm trying to also single-handedly act like nothing's wrong because I'm now in public and I'm mortified. So we get in this first Uber. Everybody starts going to the game. Mary Beth's like, Heather, you haven't slept. Just get the fuck out of here. Like, you're too old to be pulling this shit. We get it. But it sucks. You know what I mean? When I haven't been able to experience a lot of fun shit because mom is working. Again, really privileged problems to have. But I miss I miss getting fucked up with my friends. I do. I'm just going to say it. So we get in this first Uber and immediately the vibes were off. The vibes were off. And I'm already a little tweaky on Adderall. I've cried three times. I haven't really had a solid meal since like Wednesday. I'm not well. And I immediately tell this guy, I'm like, no, pull over, pull over. And Jeff's like, yeah, the vibes are off. So it's my friend Emily, her daughter EJ, Candace, myself and Jeff. We have to get like three more other Ubers because nobody wants to take us back to Atlanta. And then I just want to give a big, big shout out to my boy Desmond. He pulls over. Okay. And of course it's like surge pricing. So it's going to cost me like $500 to get back to Atlanta, even though I paid for a party bus that I never saw the light of day on. And I, Desmond pulls over and I go, Desmond, here's a deal. I need to know right now before I commit to even stepping into this gorgeous Escalade, can you actually bring me back to the St. Regis in Atlanta? And he goes, baby girl, I have been waiting, waiting for somebody to take my ass back to Atlanta. I got to get out of here. <laughs> 
start crying again. I'm like, let's go, my boy. We get in the car. And then I spent the next hour on our way home prank phone calling people that had then somehow found my personal number was like, can I get y'all Snapchat? Them titties on ESPN were fire. And I prank phone called those people with my friend's daughter, EJ, who is almost seven. And we laughed our asses off. I got back to the hotel. I was asleep by 1130. And Jeff the next morning woke me up at 10 a.m. with his fingers on my neck checking my pulse. So long story short, mama ended up having a little bit of a psychotic break. And I say that, I mean, this really happens to people, but it was just, I finally hit the wall where we did it. It was done. And mama needed to go home. I am very excited to have a little time off. I mean, obviously we're still going to be doing the podcast and the YouTubes and all that shit. And I got to go back to LA for a little bit of work. But when I tell you it was such a high crescendo to shoot the special in Atlanta. And then I had a nervous breakdown in a bar in Athens. If you saw me on the streets, itching, scratching, just know your girl's fine. I am still really fucking tired, but I feel so grateful that we got through it. It's just a sense of relief. You know, we've been on the road and, and doing so much in the last uh, week. I mean, you can't say she doesn't have a good work ethic. Okay. But I learned my lesson real quick. I need to stay on the downers. The uppers are not for me until I have a day off to do something productive. Listen, I still have that other quarter of the Adderall. I'm going to take it probably tomorrow and clean the garage. But I I just, I thought I could hang like I did in college and the body said no. So if you're in your 30s and you're listening to this, kick the feet up, bring an electrolyte, take a, a, a Bayer so that you don't have a slight heart attack. We got to take care of ourselves. And when you need to leave the party, leave the party. I am too old to be trying to be the last person at the party when I have not even had a sip of fucking H2O in about 48 hours. Anyways, I had so much fun, though, running into all you guys in Athens before the nervous breakdown. And I am excited to have some time off. You know what I mean? I'm going to be here for the holidays. I'm not even going away. You know your girl is chilling the fuck out when she's not even willing to go away. When I was getting ready to shoot my special, I probably ordered every single one of the products that this brand makes online. I'm talking about Lumi. Lumi whole body deodorant is just a game changer. Why? Because Lumi is a DO like no other. It was created by an OBGYN who discovered that BO isn't just an underarm thing. It's an all over thing. So she developed a pH optimized deodorant that is clinically proven to block odor everywhere, not just your pits, but your privates, feet, and beyond. Also, one of the reasons why I love Lumi is because it is proven to keep working for up to 72 hours. If three days of odor control isn't something to be thankful for, then I don't know what it is. Then you need to get your priorities straight. Right now, I got a special offer. All the new customers get $5 off Lumi starter packs with our exclusive code and link. And for a limited time, returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more too. Just use code absolutely at lumideodorant.com. Let me spell it out for you. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Again, that's lumideodorant.com and use code absolutely. You're going to love it. I love it. Their wipes, all of their sticks. I love the new peony smell. It's fantastic. There isn't anything that Lumi makes that I don't actually use every day on the road. Every day when I'm filming, Lumi is the absolute best. So again, use code absolutely at lumideodorant.com. That's L U M E D E O D O R A N T.com. And thank you, Lumi, for making this holiday season smell a whole lot better. 
If you're partying this holiday season and you're running around, you're getting the kids from a million different seeing Santas at 12 malls and you realize you get in your car at the end of the day and you're like, why am I so damn thirsty? It's because you're dehydrated. That is why I carry my liquid IV electrolytes in my bag, in my car, in, you know, my golf bag, my, my suitcase, anywhere I could be going where I could possibly get dehydrated, I carry my liquid IV. I love liquid IV because no matter where or how you're hydrating this season, liquid IV is a hydration brand fueling your well-being and their hydration multiplier can keep you going through the end of the year and beyond. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, all in one single stick. Also, the flavors are freaking delicious. I am obsessed with their new sugar-free flavors. You can choose from three delicious sugar-free flavors, white peach, green grape, and lemon lime. Let me tell you, get a little crushed ice, put in that green grape, some ice water, bam, you are hydrated. It is delicious. You are feeling good. You can grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at my favorite store in the world, Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code absolutely at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop. Better hydration today by using code absolutely Absolutely at liquidiv.com. Let's get to the voicemails. I'm sorry if this is a little bit of a long story ping pongy episode, but I just wanted to say it has been a wildly emotional week and we're doing the damn thing. I'm going to get into the voicemails because I know a lot of y'all have some unhinged stories from the the shows in Atlanta and just the weekend in general. So let's get into it. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you can always call in 800-213-7503. It's the absolutely not line. I love hearing what y'all have been getting into. So let's listen. Here we go. Hi, Heather. Just wanted to call and say you did great on in Georgia on Friday. Thank you. Uh, my husband flew me out there from New York that we could sit front row um and it was seriously the best experience ever however um i do have an absolutely not for you and okay. i want you to know i completely understand however my husband is not as understanding um mm. and i came up to him to sign the papers and everything because you know she said you may call on him and he was all pumped up ready to go he even wore our wedding well not our but his wedding suit that he wore to our wedding <laughs> Um, to the show because he was manifesting that he wanted you to call him out. And when Tina came up, mm. he literally was just getting the big, biggest ego boost. And then um, you called on Brooks instead. And so mm. I have not lived it down since Friday. <laughs> and um, he is extremely disappointed. And although I understand, he does not. And just want to say absolutely not to him just not shutting up about it. Okay. Um, then it turned out that you were in the bar in our hotel and we didn't go there for some reason. And now I'm really just never hearing the end of it because he just wanted to have some kind words with you about it. And so he's probably going to call and leave his own voicemail, but for some reason he is just getting way too into it. Okay. That was long. All right, Heather. Well, you killed it Friday, and it was the best experience ever. And love ya. Bye. 
Okay, so that is hysterical. I know exactly who your husband was. So if you were in the first two rows at the show, I had to make you sign like a waiver in case I did a little crowd work with you and you would absolutely be on camera. So we warned everybody like, hey, you know, if I come up, Tina had gone and done a little pre-production with people and just said like, be aware you were on camera. So I guess this gentleman, this lovely woman's husband, is very upset I did not call on him. Sir, I am so sorry. I didn't realize that you had flown in from New York. I didn't realize that you had worn your wedding suit. I am devastated because I called on my boy, Brooke, and he was everything too. I did hear later on that I think that Brooke, who was also married to a woman named Brooke, apparently he was the fan. His wife was not necessarily the fan is the vibe that I got from the rest of the audience. But I listen... Okay, I got dudes fighting over me left and right. I've never had this much attention from straight men before. I got to be honest with you. I, I'm blushing. Stop it. Stop it. Your husband's mad at me. I am literally so excited about this right now. I am so sorry that I didn't call on him. You know, it was why I was get, going out there and I was trying to read the audience. I mean, fuck, the first night I went out, a woman in the very f- first seat, the very first seat had a sign in her lap that said, and I kind of ignored it. I came out because I was just trying to focus on getting that first joke out and it was so distracting and she eventually put it away. And then somebody later told me that the sign said, will you find my my brother a husband? And while y'all know I interact with y'all, this was a different setting because it was a taping. So I already felt bad that I didn't even acknowledge that woman. But let me tell you, I will, please let your husband know, I saw that sexy bald head. I saw that chiseled little face and I could smell that that Aqua de Parma perfume, cologne. I could smell the Aqua Digio Dior. And when I tell you, if he wants to come back down, have a little date night, you know what I mean? You guys come to dinner with Jeff and I. We do a little foursome date night at Yepa or Storico Fresco. It's on me. It's on the house. Reach out. I feel so bad. And I'm sure he would have given me quality material. But let him know I was fighting for my life. I was sweating. I had hair extensions that were so wet on the back of my neck that I didn't know what to do. Shout out to Salty Locks hair. Look how good this hair looks right now. I'm fucking on fuego. I am so sexy. I'm giving you Playboy Bunny right now. Now, there will be a comment on YouTube where someone says she's a man in a wig, but let's just keep going. But listen, I know that I let a lot of husbands down. And when I get DMs before the shows and people are like, yo, my wife's coming, her name's Michelle, give her a shout out. I don't always see those till after the show. You know, and then they get pissed. Why didn't you, Michelle had a bad day at work. Why didn't you call around? And then I'll, text him back. Hey, Mike, sorry about it, bro. Where was she? And they're like, she was in the back row at the balcony. I'm like, dude, work with me here. But when you buy tickets in the front row and I, mm, I feel bad. He was in the splash zone too. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the vagina was sweating so much in that adorable denim suit that I had for the special. I feel like, you know, he could have been touched by a little, little juice that might've gotten loose. So I, please forgive him. I mean, tell him, to forgive me. I haven't slept in a week still. Tell him to forgive me. And if you could, my dear lovely listener, if you could give him a blowjob, but let him know that it is also from me, that would be so great. And if you want to DM me and put in the DM, you know, bald head, sexy, sexy bald head, I'll know it's you. And you guys come down. I'll treat you. Come down to Storico Fresco. We'll do a date night and then we'll see if shit gets weird. 
You know what I'm saying? That's all I can do. That's all I can do. I could make a, you know, a nice donation to a charity of your choice, or I could just let you guys come down and run a train on me. So those are the options. (laughs) So sorry, guys. I really am sorry for this episode. I know a lot of them have been very unhinged, but I am in a office right now just kind of talking to myself. So that's where we're at. But, oh, man, I wish I would have called on your husband. I apologize. I was out there fighting for my life. I knew I had to get the shots. I had to be dialed in. So next time, y'all come to another show. We've added more shows to the tour. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. And we've added Jacksonville, Pensacola. We're going to Australia. I have not even really talked about this. We are going to Australia, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. I am so fucking excited. I'm going back to Lexington, Salt Lake City. I know I'm hitting some other markets, but get your tickets now. Since the special has come out, it's been even crazier. So get your tickets. I Buy them for your friends for Christmas buy them for your in-laws, whomever. I don't care. Get them now because I don't want to hear it. I'm going to be rolling in to Pensacola, which is a fucking shit show come the second week of January. And they're going to be like, we didn't get tickets. Well, maybe you should have put your Coors Light down at the red bar and gotten on the interwebs. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. I found you again. Just wanted to say this is Lynn, and I just wanted to give you an absolutely not that I probably shouldn't have uh, come backstage and apparently stalked you, but I'm just back with all my girlfriends, and I'm still feeling so guilty about doing that and making you feel uncomfortable, and you know, just back with all these girls. Um, college girlfriends but there is if it makes you feel any better a hilarious video of me retelling meeting you which will probably never see the light of this group but we all loved your show we all very much enjoy you and again very sorry for making you feel uncomfortable and i (laughs) just glad you could get some laughs out of it so love you bye Okay. It's Lynn. I thought her name was Lane. Lynn, wait a minute. I am actually, I did not know this was coming. I am actually shooketh to the core right now. If if you were just tuning in and you go back and listen to the episode called I Found You from a couple months ago, this lovely woman who has just called in. I can't believe this is like a six month late confession. Oh God, we're just confessing everything today. People are confessing that they lost their pants at the Fox. This woman's husband was is going to murder me because he didn't get called on. And now we got the I found you girl. Okay, so let me recap. I was doing a show in Indiana and this woman came backstage and the next thing you know, she popped up in my dressing room out of nowhere and she said, I found you. And then she said, don't worry, I won't touch you. And I barely even put on a dry pair of panties. Okay, so security had to get involved. She was harmless. It was totally fine. But it ended up being when I replayed it and then watched the security footage from the venue later was absolutely 
out of this world insane, right? So we've had a really good hearty laugh about it. But Lynn, you just confessed it was you. Please send me this video. I absolutely have to see this video of you recalling. Now, listen, you know me. If I meet you, even if you've got a knife to my throat, I'm going to be friendly because I'm excited that people even support what I do. I'm so grateful. But when I tell you it was so jarring because it was just all of a sudden she popped up in the doorway and I wasn't expecting it. And it was just, I found you. <laughs> like, you know, it's one thing you don't say to somebody when you've just, I don't know, done a breaking and entering. You don't say, I found you. Lynn, I cannot believe you just called in. I am, dude, my mind is blown. I am, I, I'm feeling a lot of emotions. I'm feeling a little touch of PTSD from that moment. I'm also feeling slightly horny. I don't know what's going on. I'm sweating in my Amazon sweater right now, but I am absolutely, I'm over the moon that you called to confess. Doesn't it feel good to get it off your chest? Now there is a common theme though. The girl who wrote in emailed me that she lost her pants. What'd she say? She was with her college friends. You just said, I apologize that night I was with my college friends. I had a nervous breakdown and took a quarter of an Adderall and then went into a full tail spiral after two tequila sodas in a college bar because I was with what? My college friends. We're all trying to keep up. We're all trying to feel that rush again. And you know who we can't hang out with? Our college friends. Your high school friends have too many kids now that you can, you, they can keep up. But you know who can't keep up? Your college friends. You need, if you're going to hang out with your college friends, you need at least two friends from high school that will balance it out with their bullshit from their kids. There's a common theme here. I did ketamine at the show. I was with my college friends. And that's why. You know what I mean? That's why we can't hang because your college friends saw you at your worst. Your college friends were the people that you tried drugs with for the first time. Your college friends were the people who got all piled into somebody's like VW Passat when you were doing drive-bys past the Kappa Sig house, seeing if, you know, that slut named Emily had her Toyota 4Runner parked out there because you know she was probably trying to sleep with your man. You know, your college friends are the people who will be with you forever because they, A, can blackmail you, have a lot of dirt on you, and they were, you could blackmail them. You've all been through it together. They've probably driven you to the hospital. You didn't know if you were pregnant, had a UTI, ovarian cyst rupture, or just, you know, were eating too much food at the damn Delta Gamma house. You didn't know. Your college friends are the people who, you know, you dressed up at a themed party in a toga and your labia was out the whole time. And you know where they have those photos? In a hidden Facebook album titled, Heather's labia was loose at the Sigma Nu Toga. I'm sure I got a Delta Gamma sister who's just waiting to release those ditties. They're going to wait till I hit my third tour so they know I'm financially set. Your college friends are the ones who tell you, hey, hey, here's the deal. Go up to that security guard, show him a little titty, tell him your name's Lynn, 
and just go back like you own the place. And then get our girl Heather to come on the party bus after her show in Indiana. That's what your college friends do. Because your college friends are, are fearless. Your college friends were the ones that you you would literally stand in front of the mirror and they would they would hold that fake ID and make you practice it over and over again. They're like, no, nope, you got your address wrong. Kimberly, we're not going to the club if you don't know your address. Your college friends are the ones who somehow you had like one girl in the group who was able to figure out how to get all y'all in a cr- on a cruise. But, you know, it, it, cruises have those weird rules where you nobody can be like under 23. But there was like one older bitch who was a sorority sister who was two years older who got held back. You know, because she got like three DUIs and she's like, I'll be the chaperone on this trip. And you're like, we're going to Cancun. Those are your college friends. Your college friends are the ones when you are blackout drunk at a Waffle House at 3 a.m. Come up to you, tap you on the shoulder and go, hey, Heather, your titties in the grits. Shout out to May. If May ever hears this, she was a Delta Gamma sorority sister. She was a couple years older and she really came up to me one day and said, Heather, your tit is in your grits. And my entire areola was in my grits because I had fallen asleep at the Waffle House. (laughs) Fuck, we didn't even have Waffle House at that time. It was a huddle house. And that's ghetto. You know what I mean? That's your college friends. Your college friends are there for you when you go through those intense breakups. And then you stalk the guy. And then he gets a restraining order on you. And then you somehow end up on the same carnival cruise for spring break. And your college friends are are the ones that tell you it's not a good idea to go up to the Lido deck after you've had 75 rum runners to confront him. And you said you were over it. And the next thing you know, you're like, you know, being escorted off the boat in Grand Cayman officially by the police. Your college friends are the ones that say, we'll call your dad. Your college friends are the ones who hold your hair back in the middle of the alley because you thought you could puke and rally, but instead you just puked. That's what your college friends are for. And you know what, Lynn? Now that you called in and you said, I get it. Because before when you met me backstage and I was in the nude, you just said, I'm with my girls. But now that I know it was your college friends, I would have I would have embraced you even harder. And I probably would have let you take in a photo of my tits. And I am, man, I love that you called in. This is an episode of Confessions. I'm confessing. The girl who lost her pants is confessing. Lynn's confessing. We got our girl from New York confessing that her husband's pissed. I mean, we're these are my confessions. Wow. I love that. Oh, my God. I love this so much. All right. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, girl. It's Lauren from Nashville. I have an absolutely yes for you. It's just absolutely yes to what you wore on college game day and the fact that you did that, went there and did it. I mean, I I love men, but I was like, my nipples are hard for you. (laughs) Not only that, but we all saw your nipples Mm. and just hell yeah. Mm. I'm so proud of you. you. You crushed it the day after you filmed your next Netflix special. Absolutely yes, girl. Just A plus vibes. Love and light. I love this so much. You know what that, and those are the messages that I needed. And I want to say the army of women who have, have just been dragging these fucking guys in the comments. You're like, who is she? Never heard of her. Look at those jugs. Look at those jugs. And then I've got my squad of women who are just 
building me up to let me know, don't be insecure about the nip slip on television. It wasn't on purpose. Lean in. These women are like, keep going. You got up. You did it. Check it off the list. I needed that. I needed that reassurance. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am, for being encouraging. You know, you do think sometimes, too, who are these people who take time out of their day to get on the internet and to either break down a woman, degrade a woman, and or just feel like they got to get the last word? I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't think I have ever, ever gone on the internet and made a negative comment, not even a negative Yelp review, because I worked in so many restaurants that I know what I know how hard it is to keep your head above water on a Saturday night when you're doing 600 covers, you know, and the wine distributor somehow dropped the ball. So you're out of Chianti. I know what that's like. I found a hair in my food once and I gave him five stars. I was like, yeah, you know, I know what happened. Somebody back there, the, the little net slipped a little bit at the Zaxby's. It fell in. It is what it is. It didn't happen at a Zaxby's. Zaxby's is actually one of the purest places on earth. But you know what I'm saying. A Chili's, for sure. But man, there is nothing like when you sit, you sit down and you ever see people who are trolls on the internet and you're like, my my initial reaction is always like, okay, there's something deeply troubling with them. There's something wrong. And then I just think, oh, yep, yep, they hate their dad. They're bad daddy issues. And especially if it's a young man. You know what I mean? This fat whore, what does she know about sports? I wish she wouldn't be up there. We don't need to give women like that a platform. Who is she? Who is she? Never even heard of her. She's insignificant. By the way, my dad used to say really mean things to me. And my T-ball when I was in the third grade and I never got over it. And that's why I'm out here on the internet saying nasty things because I, I don't like my dad. Like that's what it comes down to. Every Yelp review, we got to the restaurant at 8 o'clock. Our reservation was for 8.15. They couldn't see us early. It was a Saturday night. It was New Year's Eve. Next thing you know, they took exactly 0.5 seconds to bring me my water. I expected it in 0.2. The appetizers were meh. My steak, while I ordered it completely well done, was too well done. I felt like our server, I felt like our server, Lisa, had a little bit of attitude. When I asked her, she had Pappy Van Winkle, and she said, sorry, sir, we have 6,000 other bourbons, but we don't have that one. Just ran out. She brought me an Eagle's Rare. I drank it, but I had a scowl on my face. The desserts were fine. The banana cream pudding actually slapped. But then I had to look at Lisa's fucking ugly face and I knew in that moment that my night had been ruined. I asked for a full refund. And as I walked to the car, I remembered, I don't love my daddy. (laughs) That is what it is. If you have time to like really drag a business unless they have been like, you know, horrible to their customers, it always kind of stems from daddy issues. And I don't have daddy issues. Mine might be dead, but I had a good one. I love building people up. My love language is words of affirmation. I love being like, yes, queen, you're fucking glowing. Look at them nips. Women talking about sports, but not really. She's just saying a joke. You know, I I wasn't even the biggest Taylor Swift fan, and now I'm dialed in because I love seeing the hype around people building her up. I'm like, yes, bitch. I'm going to come see you in Europe. 
I just downloaded the album last week. I'm buying tickets to Edinburgh just because I want to be hyping it up. And that's what I got to say is so refreshing and, and wonderful about specifically women. Yeah, we may talk shit behind your back, but you know what we're going to do on the internet? We're going to hype you the fuck up. Oh, I'm sorry. You just posted a photo of you postpartum. We can tell that you have the diaper on and that that vagina is being iced. You have a, a full Yeti cooler in the diaper that you're wearing and your face is so swollen and your eyes are bloodshot. Like you popped a couple blood vessels in the top of the forehead from squeezing so hard during giving birth. You don't have a stitch of makeup on. You look way too swollen to post the newborn photos, but you still did. And you know what I'm going to post? Bitch, you've never looked better. Look at that baby. It is so cute. Like that brings me joy. And I, I come from a genuine place. Let's give a shout out to though. When, when these moms, these new moms post their, you know, just got home from the hospital and they look like they have actually been to war. They have been run over by the ice cream truck. You know, there is something kind of funny when you go back and look at the just brought the baby home or you're getting wheeled out of the hospital and you have two bloodshot eyes, two bloodshot eyes because you popped every blood vessel from your, you know, L4 up to your third eye. Face is swollen. The husband looks like he got a spray tan. He's glowing. Oh, he's got a little, you know, he's got a little spit up on his on this Patagonia vest, he's going to be fine. Meanwhile, you look like somebody put you in the electric chair. You're ripped tip to taint, but you have to post it on Instagram. Bring it home, Abigail, baby Abigail. And we all immediately, when we look at that photo on Instagram, we go, oh, God. But you know what? I know that that bitch just survived. She's a warrior. She just pushed out and birthed new life. So you know what I'm going to do? Get on that Instagram and be like, you've never been better. Glowing mama. Glowing mama. If you don't know what to say to a, a fresh birth photo, just say glowing mama. That's all you need to do. Because you know what we do? We hype each other up. Life is too hard. The world is on fire. It, what, it, it take you two seconds out of your day to tell somebody you got this. Congrats. Loved it. Outfits on fire. Look at them Christmas cookies you just made. Those look legit. Send me the recipe, girly. It takes no time. But instead, we got a lot of broken men out there. And I'm, I'm here to listen, guys. You know, I always want you to call into the podcast. And if this is your first time listening and maybe you found me from the ESPN Sports, call into the hotline. Let's discuss. Let's open that dialogue. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. The Heather hotline is open. But we have all these women out there hyping each other up. And we got these guys being like, who are you? And that's a wild thing. But in the meantime, never forget who you are, which is a bad bitch or, you know, a bad boy doing the damn thing. And remember, if you're over 35, probably want to stick with the downers. The uppers are only for, not for recreational use, they're only for getting work done. Taxes, Costco, garage, you know, lawn irrigation. That's why you take them. Don't, don't take them and then go into a, a bar running on an hour of sleep and drinking tequila. It ain't gonna end well. I love you. I mean it. Thank you, everybody who came out this week. Thank you, everybody who's coming out to the tour. 
I'm excited to just be dialed into the podcast. I'm going to hopefully get some really fun guests going here. We have a very, I I don't even want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but the guest we have next week is going to be iconic. But in the meantime, between time, I love you. I mean it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me. And just know you're glowing mama and you got this. I love you. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.